Welcome to a Whiskey and a Movie podcast with Fred and Sean. Nice to have you in my abode, Fred. Yeah, thank you so much for welcoming me, man. It's, yeah. been, it's been a while. We're doing a recording at my place this time around, so we're doing this in a new environment, new setting. You'll have to let us know what you think about it. Yeah, no, totally. It's uh, it's nice because I, I just realized how much of a geek I am in my mind and I can express it, but you are a geek <laughs> that can freely freely express your, your passions for, for movie and geek culture because I'm looking at all the Funko Pops <laughs> that you have all around, all the, the books, all the Blu-rays, everything. You're not shy to show it, and I think that's like that's it's something a, it's really It's a little good. excessive, but I love it at the same time. I've got my, my Star Wars posters over there, too. It also means that Fred's digging into my stash of whiskey today. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And today we both agree we're going to be drinking some Bushmills 10 years. Bushmill 10 years, yeah. And yeah. I'm happy to try it because, again, I heard of it. I see it in ACQ's shelves all the time. It's, uh, it's one of those like seminal Irish whiskeys, too. Mm-hmm. Like When you think Ireland whiskey, it's usually Bushmills or Jameson that comes to mind from the Emerald Isle. So it's going to be legacy drink i guess would be the best way to describe it yeah no totally so i'm I'm happy to drink it because again it's such a, like a renowned whiskey and uh, i need to discover a little more about like irish whiskeys more than jameson that i really know but apart- yeah and so yeah no let's uh, let's give it a, a, a taste let yeah let's go for yeah. it i'll keep talking first as you uh keep doing what that smell first yeah tell me what you smell what's the what's the first thing that comes to mind when you're having that well it's yeah, it's peatier than a normal normal uh, a normal Jameson. So it's it's like it bites a little bit when yeah, it's a little spicy. It's eh? a little spicier when you smell it. It's not like you don't have the sweet creamy side of, of Jameson, but it's still good. So it smells like a it's it smells like like it, it it reminds me of Scotch, but maybe like a little different, a little friendlier. But it's it smells good. Yeah, it's I not like, like a Bomore or something no, like no, that. No, 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 like like from Ilay, like yeah, yeah so the the, that Isle. salted air. That yeah, salted it's definitely quality, not like that quality of the of the drink. But it's uh, it smells good. It's friendly. It's a little yeah. earthier, yeah, but not without being like peaty or wood chippy. And on the taste, yeah, again, different. I wouldn't. I don't want to say harsher, but maybe a little like harder than like normal Jameson. Um, yeah, it's, it's peaty, it's peaty, well, but, citrusy, but good. Yes, but to say it's peaty, like a little peat, but not like actual. No, peat. no, 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 it's just a little like coarser, yeah, a little coarser. rougher. But then you also have that like fruity flavor at the yeah, same time. That's the word you're looking for, <laughs> coarser. coarser, yeah, um, yeah, that that fruity flavor, that lemon flavor, I got really well. Um, some I'm kind of getting cinnamon, sweet, maybe cinnamon, yeah, yeah. maybe a little vanilla as well. Um, yeah. I know. I know. It's not your first rodeo with this one. So do you like find new notes that you haven't found before? Well, or, it's um... not my first rodeo, but as you can see, like the bottle is not particularly loved yet. And we've just poured out two glasses from it. This particular bottle was a gift from my sister at Christmas time. Oh mm. no, my birthday, which is just after Christmas. So I've been, you know, slowly making inroads on my various collection over the year, and this one's still like one of the ones I'm getting a little used to. Usually I go for things that are more obviously lighter and fruity. So this is one of the ones that I have in my collection that's a, got a bit more of a kick to it without being like an angry horse. Yeah. 
yeah no totally no i'm glad to try it man for sure uh, it's uh, it's a new discovery for me and um, it's gonna hit my uh, my mini bar maybe maybe soon maybe yeah. eventually i think it and it's also a pretty affordable whiskey i think that's what yeah fun. That's, and you can find it pretty much everywhere yeah it's so. not you're not going to be coughing up like 60 plus dollars on this kind of bottle i think you can get it for around 40 canadian yeah, which is good for a, for a good whiskey like this one, a good Irish whiskey. It's, yeah. a good, it's a fair price. Sometimes you're just paying an arm and a leg for a 10-year a bottle these days. I think the Glen Morangi 10, I think that goes for almost 70 now here. Yeah, it's getting expensive. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's getting up there and it's like, I, I like these labels, but... Do I like them enough to pay $70 for a 10-year? That's a good question. And you need also your everyday whiskey, you know, saying so, you what it's subjective, but what price can you actually pay for a, a, a daily a daily nice sipping that you have like on a regular and a Friday evening exactly. or something like that? Something What's nice. the price you need to pay? Yeah. And like this 40 bucks, I mean that's that's somewhere I can that's that's in my price range. I think I can I can drink that on a on a like for for normal like semi regular yeah occasion. exactly yeah no, I don't want really to say daily I was going to say daily but that's <laughs> yeah. wrong <laughs> that's that's borderline that's, alcoholism yeah, that's right border. there that's that's Mad Men territory mm -hmm. yeah so we're going to be talking about a little thing we're going to be doing things a little differently today yeah, yeah. we're going to be trying to talk a bit more about us as opposed to what's going on in the world of movies and one of the things we wanted to talk about is how, like how did we get here and who inspired us to get onto this road and yeah. to do that we're going to be talking about not only film criticisms or film critics and people who do this kind of stuff but also the people who make the movies so it's, it's going to be a conversation about that yeah we won't be talking that much about like what's happening like right now what's in theaters what can you watch on, on netflix on disney plus like current news but more about yeah us personally like what drove what drove our passion for for movies um yeah key journalists that we followed for yeah. movie reviews that really shape like our under understanding our, our passion for reading about movies um directors actors uh classics that really inspired us so now it's a, it's an open discussion maybe you yeah. can find some some uh, some funny comparisons with you your own experience with movies and yeah. things that you and anything need. like that if you if you agree disagree like we want to hear from you guys yeah. like totally just send us a comment send us a message uh, we'd love to hear from you guys yes yeah totally so so uh, to get this started um i think there's a, a stinker you've seen recently and maybe that can start the discussion and actually what we what we consider to being like good good cinema or good movies and i think that we find those stinkers a little more regularly when we, we binge netflix and we see like incoming like uh, in-house productions that I mean, like, easy to watch, but not necessarily, like, the finest writing and the finest cinematography. So please share your current, oh, so, your, your latest experience. Oh, so you're, you're talking about about my experience of watching Sweet Girl, eh? Yes, I do. Yeah, yes. you are. So With Jason Momoa. With Jason Momoa. So that was a, a Netflix original that came out, like, two weeks ago, I think, at this point. And that movie got railed on critically. I think it was... Less Star and than, a half, I think. I think it's twenty percent on less than twenty percent on the tomato meter. Yeah, it's bad. So I was like, okay, like I'm curious, why is it a movie this bad? And for most of the movie, I'm watching it going like it's not that bad, like it's generic as hell. But I wouldn't say it's that bad. And then I'm going full spoiler, by the way. So I, I'm I need to talk about the twist of this movie because there is a twist. Mm -hmm. And to its credit, I at least didn't see it coming. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler everyone. alert. If you want to watch the, the, the stinker. If you that, want to watch this one. Girl. But okay, so the, the basic premise of the movie is that Momo's character, he's got a wife and a daughter. 
and the wife eventually succumbs to her cancer. And one of the reasons is this is because a big pharma company pulled the generic version and they couldn't afford it. And then that's the setup for the revenge plot. And then the, he gets a call from Vice and they're like, well, we're running a story on that company and they're going to meet up on a metro, which they do. And the daughter follows and sees the whole meeting and then the journalist gets assassinated. And then you're like, okay, so like something's going on. And then Momoa and Lisa, the hitman, they have a fight. They duke it out and Momoa gets stabbed. And it looks like he's going to make it. And then there's a hard cut. It says 24 months later. And in 24 months, it's the daughter and, and Jason Momoa. And they're, they're doing their thing and they're going on to their revenge quest. Maybe three quarters of the way through the movie, it's revealed that Momoa's character actually died on that platform. And that she has been envisioning herself as her father for the entire movie. Yeah. Which... When then you think about it in hindsight, completely ruins the movie because throughout the whole movie, you're seeing them having conversations with each other. Other people are looking at Momo's humongous, like six foot whatever frame, like the eye line doesn't match. Sometimes the characters will look at the daughter. It just, it didn't make any sense. And you're like, this looks more like mental illness. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just completely ruined the movie. And there's just things like, like why why does no one else pick up on this earlier on like i know the movie does its best to try and make it seem that no one else is surprised but the movie didn't handle it very well so what sixth sense did right sweet girl did it wrong basically? well it wasn't even well it's just like there there's this confrontation and jason momo just goes like he talks about something that the daughter would know about and all of a sudden it becomes really obvious with flashbacks that all the things we've seen before, like fight scenes and conversations, it was really just the daughter sitting down or fighting or doing these things. It just didn't, it didn't land. Yeah. And because it didn't land, it ruined the movie. I think it would have been better if it was just a study on father, daughter, a relationship. But this whole, like, I am trying to be my dad, so I'm going to pretend to be my dad, but also projecting myself next to myself having conversations between two people in my head but not in my head it just became really messy and it took the train that was going okay a little rocky and just like it ruined it yeah yeah no, i get you i haven't seen a movie hit the wall that hard in a long time yeah, because I think we're getting more selective on each, on what we watch. Before, I think it was easier for us to. I don't know for you, but I mean, for for me, like to. I was I was captivated by like action films. So even if it wasn't was poorly received like critically, I still would watch it because maybe there were some good actors. Yeah, that I like. it's always fun to watch like generic bad movies every now and again. Yeah. You need to sort of like cleanse the palate from like amazing and watch. So, so that's what the Fast and the Furious movies, for the most part, are really fun, for example. like They're not great movies, but no. they're fun, great movies. Like, they're fun, bad movies. It's 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 fun to watch with friends in the theaters. You may exactly. be not, like, for, for me specifically, I won't watch them again, but I'm just like, okay, I need the experience of having people laughing in the theater. Yeah. And just, like, it's a good time. Like, it's a good time. Like, it's entertaining. Yeah. And it's, it's the just same good. with, like, uh, the Godzilla movies. Like, mm -hmm. are these masterpieces of cinema? No, but are they fun? Yes. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, King of the Monsters and Godzilla v. Kong. Godzilla v. Kong, I still have to watch it. I do want to do that. But yeah, no, it's true. It's just for, for the experience, yeah. the one-time experience that you have. And even just like so-so movies that other people like maybe like railed on. 
and you're like, oh, this is actually a really bad movie. Sometimes you like I watched uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago, the Danny Boyle movie about the Beatles. Yes. And that movie wasn't very well received, if I'm not mistaken. A lot mm-hmm. of like, meh. And I watched it, I'm like, I liked it. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. So sometimes you can get enjoyment out of these. But this was just one of those movies I was like, I think if they didn't have that twist, the movie would have been like, fine, whatever. I can yeah. enjoy it. They're trying it. too hard they to can... be like original to really surprise us. But in doing so, they, they actually derailed the whole movie. They, the so whole they're trying movie. too hard. Yeah. yeah. And I think it would have been like a serviceable movie. That was both revenge thriller and a study of like parenthood, mm. and that could have been the angle, and it missed the mark. They didn't go that way. But other journalists basically said the same thing, so that was one of the ideas we can talk about. Like, who else inspires? Who do we like to listen to or read? Who whose opinions do we value? Mm. Uh, I just feel like I've been talking a bit. So tell me, who, who's your go-to do these you... days? Like for 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 reviews and yeah. for like just like a like, like who's like when a movie comes out like who do you need to know to sort of like well, confirm to you like I should go see this movie. When I was younger and I was like um, more into like newspapers and like official movie reviews, like um, I would go with La Presse in Montreal or I would go with Empire. Of course, I was yeah. always re- reading like Empire reviews, sometimes IGN, but now and more and more, and I think it's the same for you, like. YouTubers, there is always somebody talking about the movie. Like, there's so many of them. Like, the, the the service offering for like movie reviews, like instantaneous movie reviews, like on YouTube, you have so many. So, there's a couple of them that I I, I start um, watching and listening to, like since maybe two three years. And like the Jeremy Johns of this yeah. world that you do listen to as well, Chris Stuckman, who's now with director. They're both um, uh, Americans, um, but I mean these guys, they they do supply content like on a weekly basis. So you won't have to look too hard from actually like a movie that you want to see in theaters. They're go- surely going to discuss it. Um, even if they're not blockbusters, I mean, they open their range a little bit. So they discuss like many things. But I mean, yeah, to name these two, I think that's a start. Um, yeah, I've been watching stuck. Half in the bad guys also that do like the, the, the old VHS. Shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty fun. Uh, I think they discuss a little more like about blockbuster films and like geek stuff. But they're, they're still really funny. So yeah. yeah, I've been doing Jeremy Johns for I think almost 10 years now, like watching uh, his content. Stuckman probably around like eight-ish when mm-hmm. he was basically recording in his bedroom yeah like on a, a really crappy a camera yeah. i think the first one i saw was probably right around when like drive came out yeah or like for... social network i think yeah like, so around yeah. that era um i really enjoyed the collider days when mm-hmm. it was like christian harloff campia and mark ellis the, the the collider jedi council and the the movie talk that they did there i really liked that format it's a shame that it's no longer a thing i know harloff has a the whole schmodown thing that's going on right now and he's got a new channel that's uh, some stuff is good some stuff doesn't do it for me i don't like the trivia stuff that they've been doing tuned out of that yeah but what they were doing right like in the the year and just following the force awakens i think it was great mm-hmm. um in terms of like the initial inspiration for me was probably roger ebert yeah. yeah yeah but that was a while back because roger ebert died what 15 years ago no it wasn't that long no ago. really no, I thought maybe, I think okay, died maybe out, 10 maybe 10 i think years. around six i think i thought like for for me roger ebert has been like gone for like 10 years nah. but yeah yeah but at this time even like maybe if it's six six seven years ago i think that even at that point i was not like as 
uh, informed right. so to know exactly where to look for and look for his critics but yeah i mean like if you're talking about movie reviewers like the best of all time roger ebert is pretty much out well, there yes yeah, pretty up much there for pretty i would much say it's pretty much best of all time but i even yeah. remember like going and researching movie reviews when i was in high school but one of the ones that comes to mind the most for whatever reason is the 2007 movie hitman with timothy oliphant yeah because ebert gave it a three on four if i'm not mistaken <laughs> Hitman? Hitman. With Timothy Elephant? With really? Timothy Elephant. He gave it a three on four. And I was like, what? well, if Ebert said it was good. And I went to the movie and I was like, wow, that wasn't a three on four. No. And that was sort of my first introduction to even people whose opinions you value. You still can't He had a good week trust. maybe that week. Yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to let this <laughs> one go. Good, give this one a three on four. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't think that one was uh, worthy of being so high. Yeah. Uh, Especially for a movie like Hitman, yeah. like video game movie. Okay. And just uh, certain headlines have just stuck with me. I remember when uh, Avengers came out, uh, Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. So. I do like that guy. Yeah. Peter Travers, like, usually I, I read what he's, he does, even today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, he said at the time in his review, and this is one of the things just like it's imprinted into my mind, but he said that the first Avengers it was the Citizen King of comic book movies at the time. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say still is, maybe? No. Not the maybe not one. anymore. Not but anymore, at, not at the time, anymore, but... I can see why he would say that. Yeah, because yeah, we were still in the phase one, but we have gone beyond phase one. Yeah, now. yeah, no. Phase one was safe, I think, mm -hmm. in the benefit of hindsight. But now we're going into phase four and everything's wacky now. <laughs> they're just throwing everything at the wall. Multiverse. Multiverse. And they're just sort of like, okay, we've conditioned the audience. They know what's up now. People yeah. are coming. We can just get crazy now. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Audiences are ready like that, but yeah, I think um, I think a lot of film critics also are really pretentious, mm. which is interesting to see, especially as we see the uh, the reviews for Dune that are coming out right now. Yeah, and some of the reviews, I mean, I have, we haven't seen the movie yet; it's not out. It only premiered at Venice, but it seems a lot of the criticism is a bit more superfluous. Mm -hmm. Some people are saying. Oh, it's not a good movie because it feels like half a movie. It's like, well, it says Dune Part One. Yeah, but they knew that already. That's what's surprising is that it's it's everybody knows that Dune is such a huge book and that it can't be adapted. It, even just making one film, it's super hard to adapt, yeah. and you can adapt it in one movie. That's like the the, the mistake that David Lynch did with his nineteen eighty four movie. So I think then everybody knows in the production could they needed to do multiple films. So I'm, yeah, I'm just cre crazy like for seasoned movie reviewers and movie critics to just like come out of this like and say oh it's half a movie well of course it is it's yeah. normal there's also i saw a review on ign the other day yeah they were reviewing well they were reviewing a movie called kate and they gave it a two on ten and it seemed like a lot of it the critic was putting their own personal bias into it they were like oh this movie was written by a man and it's about a female protagonist that's bad and it's about yeah this white person fighting a lot of Asian people because of the location. And they're like, that's bad. So they gave the, a two on 10. And I'm like, I don't know if, if it's if, part of cancel culture a little bit. They're getting, it yeah. seemed a little, it was a little too political to review mm -hmm. and not reviewing the movie for what it was more of how it was made and why it was made. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a reason to give a movie a two on 10. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people agree that the movie's not particularly great in general. It seems like it's probably more like a five on 10, but it doesn't seem like that's the right reason to give a movie a 2 on 10. No, it's true. So it's hard with movie reviews. Like, who do you go to and yeah. why do you go to? So 
That's so usually my go-to is Jeremy Johns. Yeah, no, me too. Sometimes and Stuckman, but now he changed like his editorial uh, line a little bit, so he's yeah. not just doing. Movie. He's mainly well, he's still doing reviews, but for movie he likes. But what an interesting, an interesting argument did he that he gave that I really respect about like him stopping doing um, bad reviews or really like mocking films. Yeah, it's like his hilarity. Yeah, exactly. When he's really like, okay, the, the, the worst of the worst, basically mm -hmm. we're going to do a review like of Batman and Robin kind of movies, you know, really like, like the biggest thinkers you can think of. Um, and basically his argument is that, well, now working in the industry, now I know how to do movies. I know how hard it is yeah. to do a great film. Nobody wants to do a bad film. It's just that it's, you have studio problems, you have money problems, you no, nothing goes according yeah, to plan. plans, timing um, plans. Re-editing re the script while filming, there's a third right when you're editing, is like nothing ever goes according to plan. So sometimes it's not the, the it's never the director's yeah. really choice to make like a bad film, it happens to be like that. But and sometimes it's, it's a studio, like we yeah, wanna make a movie that this, looks like this other movie that's popular. So the movie was created out of a mandate almost. and. Mm -hmm. The movie was hired not as a passion project, but more out of an obligation. Yeah. So there, maybe there's no passion in it. They want it, they're this movie in their slate, but they're not like emotionally connected. Yeah, to the story it's, it's just a like, job. Yeah, it's just a job. So mm -hmm. there's that to take into account as well. So for that reason, I feel like I I can't. It's hard for me to really bash on movies as well because <laughs> as I, we I, open I'm the movie up with me bashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but but still, I mean, it's I'm trying even if I'm watching really bad. Well, maybe bad film. It'll happen less and less because I'm more selective and I want to watch good things. But if it happens that I watch a movie that's not, that's not really my taste, I'm still gonna try finding a few positive things. Yeah, which is what it did when I reviewed Spirit Girl. I was like, like, sure, the movie like did not stick the landing, but there are legitimately good moments of acting yeah. in this movie. It's like, true I for found most, that. even bad films. I mean, you can still find a few things that actually work. Uh, and it's just like the, the, the maturity just to say, no, just don't entirely bash it. There's a few things that need to be recognized. So that I, I always try to have something positive to say, like when I do reviews myself or I watch a movie, like even if it's not good and my friends didn't like it, I'm like, well, there's a few things to consider. Yeah, we try to find fair. some silver lining yeah. in it. And like you said, like so many people work on these movies, like it's, these blockbusters have 10 minutes of credits now. Yeah. Like it's not just the cast and the crew. Uh, the director and the producers the, there's the poor best boy and the water boy who are yeah. credited in the movie like they worked on that movie they did yeah and they they, they probably didn't sleep for a few weeks and yeah they, 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 they probably did 20 best. hour work days yeah, for sure. four hours of sleep so it's important to recognize these things then you have like the caterer who was yeah. working like this it's such a team effort to make a movie. It is. Yeah. And I think I have the perfect movie example to discuss this. And that's going to maybe allow us to jump into like maybe our favorite directors. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about Tenet because we okay. watched Tenet together last last year. We did. And Tenet, I, I wouldn't say surprisingly because it, like I do understand why, but is now regarded like even if it when it came out like as being one of Christopher Nolan's like lesser films, like like it's not as good as like the others a lot of people give it like your bad rap a bad bad review when it came out but yeah when i saw it i saw it maybe twice in theaters and i was i understood like most of the criticism but i was still but there's still genius in there and we need yeah. to recognize it i mean this movie cannot be completely disregarded there's some flaws that maybe are clearly more visible than these other films but this is still awesome this is still cinema done like 
not something we haven't done before. I yeah. mean, the whole... It's not just, here's another movie. No. It's like... It's an experiment. Yeah. Like, Christopher Nolan is, I think, especially with this movie, he's like, I'm going to make an action film, but I'm going to try something different and bring it to another level in terms of cinematography and how we actually film an action film. And the, the way everything is inverted and filming, like, uh, in reverse, a lot of the scenes and merging the two of them, it's something that... When you think about it, nobody really did before. No, same like, with Inception at the time, yeah. like the dream within the dream within the dream, like the visualization of that. Mm -hmm. That was uncharted territory. Uncharted. Yeah. I would really like, it despite being in a little indifferent to Titanic, like liked it. Do I need to own it? Eh, that's a I question. Don't it. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Like I'm, I'm like I don't know if I want to own it. But that said, I would like to see a follow up because you know how the movie goes backwards. Yeah. The movie didn't end at the opera house. No. So I would like to see a follow-up where it ends at the opera house, but maybe from the point of view of Robert Pattinson's character this time around. Yeah. So where he becomes because the quote-unquote protagonist. Yeah, exactly. And he actually goes to, yeah, yeah follow like his footsteps. Follow yeah. steps until you get to the opera house and you see that same scene. But that scene is going to be inverted now yep. from his point from of his view. From his point of view. Yeah, because and he's think, the guy. He's the inverted one. Yeah, yeah, and I think when you do that, and I hope they do do that, but Chris will know when who knows like it might be a little more up in the air but i think that would be the best way to complete the vision of tenants because i think we we only have a very finite a very particular view of that particular world yeah i'm curious to see if he's going to revisit it i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure he will but yeah i mean for it's again i know it's not his best but for all what he tried to do like i'm just we need we need to acknowledge that and, and define this movie as, as it is. It's just like a, a master movie experiment that is a thrilling ride that gives you something you, you're, you're, I mean, makes you enjoy going to the theaters yeah. and not just watching Tenet like on, in your living room. So, yeah, of course, he could have done a few things better. The sound, the sound. over, the sound over the dialogue, the dialogue, how it's processed. Um, there were some sound mixing issues in that movie for for sure, but yeah, we I thought mean, there were sound mixing issues with Dunkirk. There were sound mixing issues with Tenet. But Dunkirk is that it worked. I rewatched it recently, and I'm just like, okay, this still works because again, like the focus was not on the narrative, it was no. that much, not on dialogue. There's not that it's much. It's definitely dialogue. not focused on character. Either. Yeah, it's it's an ambiance film. Yeah. So you want you wanted you want to see that movie because of the stukas that you see like coming down from the air of the yeah. super noisy gunshots that come behind you when you're because, in the planes as well and the rumbling yeah. of the plane of the mask on Tom Hardy's face because he wants to give you the impression okay you wanted to know what it is to be in a war mm -hmm. in the 40s we'll give you that feeling yeah like, I think and it's in terms of that sensation yeah. this movie comes second to the opening of Private Ryan in oh, terms oh, yeah, of for sure. yeah. putting you into that frantic war zone oh yeah 100% yeah 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 no, Speaking totally. of Private Ryan, though, we're talking about film, like some of our favorite directors, mm -hmm. Spielberg. 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 It's hard to, yeah, discredit. I mean, to, to like not consider Spielberg. No, I mean, top, uh, look at his. He's done everything from like hard hitting dramas to successful summer blockbusters. Yeah. He's got such a wide range. And so many of his movies are some of my favorite movies of all time Jurassic which, Park, probably, and Raiders. Which one would be your favorite out of the two if you had to choose? That's a difficult question. My knee-jerk reaction probably says Raiders. I want to pick Raiders as well, maybe as my... Well, I mean, like, if I have to pick, like, a top five of, like, favorite directors, maybe I, I would try to put definitely Spielberg there. 
um, maybe as number four, three-ish. Um, but yeah, I would say Raiders, but more and more as I watch the movie, again, I think Jaws. Jaws, maybe yeah. Is the first probably, blockbuster. <laughs> first blockbuster in yeah. 1975. And I, I used to be terrified of that film when I was a kid. I rewatched it and I, I now know that it's, it's genius. But I think that... You know, it's an accidental genius movie too. I know, because the, the shark didn't work Yeah, properly. they wanted the shark Bruce. to have... They wanted <laughs> yeah. so much shark and the shark wouldn't work. Yeah, and they can thing. only use it in like a few moments. And the movie's so much better for it. It's funny huh? how all these ad- accidental like hits because nothing worked accordingly like on sets. And I can give so many examples, but the other two that I, I have in mind, and I think that reflects also my best director's list, is like movies like Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. This is the worst movie set you can possibly think of. <laughs> nothing worked. And this is a masterpiece like today. Like nobody, like outside of like the the, the, the movie industry gives gives this like uh, below a five star. It's it's an actual it's an absolute an absolute classic. Did you see the um, and, the recent version that came out? Uh, the final cut. Yes, yeah. I did. You, yeah, I haven't seen 4K. that one yet. It's good. You should. Well, it's it's like a perfect mix of like the Redux they did in two thousand one yeah. and the original version. So there's not nothing that's gonna really surprise you. Stuff you've seen before. But just the final mix, the, the new the new color rendering, yeah. the, the the audio, uh, I think they, they did a Dolby Atmos transfer. I mean, the, the audio was spectacular. I remember were you in my class when we went to the field trip and we had that demo of the Dolby Atmos? I was. That with was pretty you. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I feel like the way the demo went when we heard it in action, I don't think any movie has really capitalized on that sound. Mm. I feel like I haven't gone to the movie and go like. Did you hear that sound in terms of how it was mastered for Atmos? There's, I do remember clearly. There's one film we saw together where there was it was Dolby Atmos sound, but I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if like it really made a difference when we watch a movie. But we we watched John Wick together, the first one yeah. in 2014, and I know I do remember it was Dolby Atmos. But did you remember like? Nothing really comes like to mind in terms noticing of noticing the sound like differently than other no, movies. No, no, okay. nothing really like jumped out, being like, "Oh wow!" Like someone's taking real advantage of that Dolby Atmos. Yeah, which it's a bit of a shame, but maybe it's still in its like infancy. Like I don't know. There's plenty of things to worry about in terms of progressing the sound design of movies and how we experience sound. So I feel like a lot of people consider it an afterthought, but most of the sound in movies is uh, Foley anyway. Mm-hmm. People make the sound effects in post-production. Like if you want to hear horse hooves, it's usually like coconut shells or something like that. Um, I have a Monty <laughs> Python reference in my mind because in Monty Python, the Holy Grail, they actually yeah. don't have horses. You have like the squire and the, the, back, the just background like knocking yeah. like coconuts together. It's so funny. So who would you say your top five directors are all right. of all time? Um, well, I'll put Spielberg there because it's it's impossible not to not to mention him. I mean, no. he, he we grew up with him. He's he's great. So I mean, I'm gonna put Spielberg. Well, I'll, I'll put it in, in fifth place, but it, maybe it's it's higher, but I'll still put him in there. Um, I really, really like Steven Soderbergh. So nice. I, think I actually you just love watched Ocean's yeah. Eleven again a again, couple of days ago. Classic. It's but, probably my favorite heist movie. Yeah, I know, for sure. Yeah. I think close for me too. But Steven Soderbergh is, is really an interesting director because he... All his movies are naturally lit. 
and he it, it, like he discovers different subject each time none of his movies apart from maybe the the, the oceans trilogy look alike it's always yeah. like different subjects different i feel subjects like soderbergh is he takes a camera yeah and he just says go go i think that's it yeah. it's super simple and it works and it's yeah. always like good actors good story good performances no it's it, uh, steven it's, soderbergh actually is a really talented director yeah. i love him it's very loose that's the impression i get like yeah. i think he filled a movie a couple of years ago on his iphone yeah and released it yeah like he just said okay go and that's just soderbergh's thinking it, nothing has to be like meticulously planned like to the letter yeah he's just like make it natural yeah yeah so this one for sure um another one that i can't disregard and it's uh maybe for his theatrical like way of doing movies is colors but Coppola. Uh, mm. I love Coppola. I mean, for The Godfathers, of course, Apocalypse Now, Dracula, that he did in 1992. Yeah. Awesome horror film. I love that movie. That's, I don't like the acting, but the set design and the script. The acting is, yeah. Kenya Reeves was like... Kenya Reeves never, was, a little, was a little wooden. Even, uh, even Anthony Hopkins, not the yeah. best. Oldman was fantastic. Yeah, Oldman was great, but yeah. and he always is. Yeah, but, <laughs> It's hard to not to be good when yeah, you're but The costume design and the set design of that movie. great. The reds, the bloody reds coming yeah. on screen. I really, really loved that film. Watched it in Sejep and it was it really captured my mind. So, Sejep being college. But yeah, college. For anyone who's yeah. uh, not in <laughs> our area. <laughs> yeah. Um, third, I would go with... Well, no, not third. The second, I did third already. Um, second, uh, I mean, we talked about him, but I'm, I still have to say Nolan. I mean, Nolan mm. is... Well, for second and first, I'm still playing between Denis Villeneuve and Nolan. I think that most, like, the two of them are beginning to capture the same kind of attention in Hollywood for making impactful blockbusters. Well, well, maybe not Villeneuve, but close. But impactful blockbusters, they have a talent for thrill, ambiance, cinematography, and, like, the power of emotions, like, to translate it through, like, on screen. I think that both have a really good... A mastering of like entertainment mer- mixed with good cinematography and good scripts. Yeah, they make artsy blockbusters. Yes, they made art. Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. I was looking for for the specific words, but yes, it's artsy blockbusters, and they both like succeed like really well. I, I wouldn't include Villeneuve in my top five at this point, but he's certainly Close. ranking higher yeah. as he goes through his career. Like. He's only made a handful of movies, so he's still in his infancy of his career, but he's one to watch. Like but over the for next... his infancy, he did some powerful yes. stuff. Like, way to hit the like, ground running. With the blood, like, I, when you think about it, like, I mean, they gave Blade Runner sequel to him. Yeah. Like, he did maybe, what, two um, Hollywood movies before that, or three? He did, like, he did Rival, Sicario. Prisoners, and Sicario. He did three. Yeah. Um, like, Prisoners was low budget, but still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sicario was outstanding is still yeah. one of my favorites of his arrival i wasn't a big fan i need maybe to revisit it i did like the cinematography a lot yeah. i've only seen um, it the one time i did to review it but yeah. it, again but it's still it, it's good but blade runner I blade mean, runner the sequel i mean if I, even if i prefer like personal preference the first one amazing film yeah. outstanding outstanding film. and again he's like he was considered as you said is in in his infancy before that before this three films he did some quebec films well yeah, Sandy yeah, was Sandy. really renowned yeah. polytechnic um but they were still considered i mean 
authorish, pretty small budget films yeah. at that time. So it's it's still interesting to say that in, in a short span of time, he went from an, like a small Quebec director. I wouldn't say small, but I mean a, a renowned Quebec director for this market to a blockbuster Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like uh, he's expert. Up there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like Oscar, Oscar worthy. Yeah. yeah. So and then, who's your number one? Again, like yeah. I'm trying to figure out between, but no, number one uh, for I forgot. Sorry, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm so not even surprised. A, no, but I mean, for sure. I mean, Ridley Scott even is. It's it's funny because a lot of people say yeah, but he's inconsistent. Like he's he made a lot of classics and like things you can't. I mean that they're actually the best like of Hollywood had to offer like in the 70s and late like, mm -hmm. in 80s but he did like recently I mean he's still working a lot some of his recent films not are not all good but even there there's a flair to him that I well, really like, like I think Prometheus is aging well Prometheus is aging well all the money in the world is I liked was it. good and it was can, it. it can age I didn't well like the good. counselor I liked it, some of the discussion, some of the acting and the script yeah. and this counselor. Not I like great. the pessimism of that yeah. movie. I like Javi Bardem's character in that film. It's just funny. Whack. Yeah, and Carmen Diaz. Anyway, um, I won't get into details. But that movie, I think it's yeah, it's not great, but it's it's worth a revisit just for the script and like yeah. just the, the the narrative of it. Just hear, hear I'm, the dialogue. I'm excited to see his upcoming movies too, like uh, yeah. Last Duel, Last and Duel, Gucci, and House of Gucci. Gucci. House of Gucci. Yeah, me too. So, Fingers um, crossed for some some quality from him because, again, like I really like Ridley Scott too. Uh, I like his his grandiose sense of scale. Mm -hmm. Like even when it's like Alien, Alien even with The Martian. Fly. I mean, it was considered oh, a comedy at that time, and it's still really good. I mean, the the, the I think The Martian is Scott's best movie since Gladiator. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best movie since Gladiator. Hmm. I wouldn't for me wouldn't... easily. <laughs> He, it's one of his best since Gladiator. I'm just figuring out to see if there's other really, really, really good ones he did like since 2000. But definitely hmm. wasn't Robin Hood. <laughs> no, it wasn't Robin Hood. Um, Kingdom of Heaven. We discussed Kingdom of Heaven recently, but I would say Kingdom of Heaven takes the third place for mm -hmm. his best in uh, since Gladiator because you have to take into account the theatrical cut wasn't particularly good. But the director's cut is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's my top five, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you. What, uh, what? How would you rank your directors? So I'm going to start off by... And it's always hard with the ranking, right? You might wake up one day and you're in a different change mood. change it. Turn, but number five, I'm going to go with Tarantino. I, I wanted to put Tarantino in my top five as well. But yes, he's up there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love Tarantino. I love his sense of style. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't he's got his finger anymore. on the yeah. pulse for all things movie. He implements them. He, he copies from them. He rips people off. His dialogue is witty. He's one of the few directors who can get away with saying certain things. He's not blacklisted. He's ridiculous. He's over-the-top violent. He implements different camera styles. He's, I don't know, he's, he's got this flair and non-linear storytelling sometimes with the chapters. It's always ridiculous. It's always over the top. It's like mainstream pulp cinema. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. Like in Glorious Bastards, it's fucking nuts. Like I love yeah. Glorious Bastards. I still love it. Yeah, one of my favorites. I think that's my favorite Tarantino movie. Oh, 
Yeah, me too. I want to say Pulp Fiction, but again, everybody says Pulp Everyone Fiction. Says maybe Pulp I'm Fiction. a hipster, but yeah, Pulp Fiction maybe has come in second place. Yeah. But uh, and I, I rewatched Django Unchained recently, and <laughs> what a this wild movie. movie is such wild. But even this movie, I mean, I'm surprised it was even made because there's so many n words everywhere. But again, yeah. it's it's a period piece. So a period I mean, piece, but also like Tarantino's known for maybe overusing the word. Yeah, and the the m word as well yeah. from Samuel L. Jackson Mother specifically. Lover. But like. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson in this movie, he cracks me up because I'm not even sure, like, um, <laughs> a black servant in, a, like, in a South, like, pre-Civil War would speak like he, he does. He almost seems like he's unaware of all the like racists. An, yeah, like an alien gangster from today. I'm just like, you know, he wouldn't speak like that no, in this time. It's almost like Samuel Jackson's character in that movie doesn't think he's black. Yeah, no. And he, and like, Django He's, like, Chain, disowned his own, like... Uh, his, his brothers, brothers and yeah. sisters yeah exactly where Django comes in and he's like like I'm gonna take out this plantation yeah. like, who this n-word up on that nig I'm just like you, you really, what did he say yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah sometimes you hear what Tarantino's <laughs> written and you're like how did any studio agree yeah to allow this to be made as a mainstream movie theatrically and then not only does it come out but it usually gets nominated for best picture <laughs> yeah it's it's completely nuts yeah. um underneath that and i I was giving this a lot of thought recently but fincher uh yeah fincher now yeah. fincher is good he did some really good pieces. yeah he even when really he's not pieces. doing movies like like mindhunter is fantastic i still have to watch mindhunter fantastic. but yes uh movies such as social network social Gone network Girl. i think social network uh, might be the movie of the 2010s oh possibly like defining the our defining, generation the defining like movie our yeah. inter entrepreneurship and tech kind of generation that we're a part of and, yes, he is. and greed and ambition yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think that is the movie of the decade in terms of quality and i'm ceo impact bitch. i'm ceo bitch. <laughs> so put on your fuck you flip-flops yeah no that movie i, I it, it, that movie for sure i think it's my all favorite movies of all time social yeah. network I i'm really, also really like gutteredly disappointed that he never got to do follow-ups to grow the dragon tattoo I don't know why, right? Yeah. I don't know why if you have a theory on why he didn't, but the first one was really good. I think it yeah. was even better than the the Swedish ones. Yeah, I think yeah. in terms of the technical and the script, it was better. I think I still prefer the Swedish cast because I think Daniel Craig was too confident as Mikael Blomqvist. In the book, he's a bit more paranoid. He's a kind of looking over shoulder a bit more. He's a bit more jittery. Rooney Mara was good. Rooney Mara was good yeah. though. Yeah. But uh, so was uh, Numi Rampas. Mm-hmm. So I think those two are a bit more interchangeable, but uh, Daniel Craig as Mikael didn't quite do it for me because I think he played it too too bold, too too bond. Yeah. Yeah. But why? Did you have a theory on why they didn't do follow ups to this one? Because it was successful. I, I mean, it was well received as well. Yeah. I think it was even Oscar nominated. Yeah, but I, so. I think it was a financial thing. I think Finan- I don't think it made as much as they wanted it to make. Mm-hmm. So I think it just went by the wayside. And- but it's millennium at the end of the day. I mean, it's it's harsh. It's going to be violent as hell. You can't bring your kids to see that. I mean, it's. What did they expect? That's what I'm curious. To it's know. it's a really dark movie. Yeah, it's uh, excessively hard, yeah. but it's 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 great. I do like it. But yeah, Fincher, Fincher, I do respect your choice because yeah. he's seven. What are oh, Fight Club. I don't like Fight Club as much as a lot of 
others yeah. out there. I I do respect it. I do see the genius in Fight Club, but I don't. I, it's not a rewatch for me. For me, seven is better than Fight Club. Seven is better than Fight Club. Yeah. I totally agree. The other thing I um, I don't even think I've seen it, but uh, Benjamin Button. Not a great fan of Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah not yeah. a great. And fan, then but... he he didn't quite stick the landing on Aliens three. <laughs> No, it was his first <laughs> film, but he'd still disown it. But as a lot of people, the fans are asking him for a director's yeah. cut, and I don't think he'll do it. I don't think so it's either. Too, yeah, it's too hard to do. It's too, and I'm not even sure. Like now that 20th Century Fox is a Disney property, I'm not even sure they want to put. Yeah, that they're working on the the Aliens show. Yeah, where Disney no, Plus or it won't happen. whatever it's who is ever producing it, but it's under the Disney umbrella. Yeah. And then underneath, man so many movies I gotta think about like through my, my Rolodex of imagination yeah, after after Fincher like above Fincher who would you rank as your top three top two my top three directors of all time yeah. that's I'm trying to think a little outside the box I'm trying to surprise Spielberg probably comes to mind as number three mm-hmm. well, of course yeah I think you can't put Spielberg Lucas for Star Wars because you know, he brought Star Wars. You know, I'm to not even world. I'm not even gonna put Lucas in my my top five. I won't either. Yeah, but because I don't as think, it stands, I don't think he's a particularly great director. He's not. He just happened to do like to to, to find the right story for the time, and yeah. it, it, it he made like a, a deal with the devil and it worked. But yeah. after that, I mean, everything else he had. Like support, yeah, he's a great he's a great artist. Though. He's a great artist and storyteller, I yeah. would say, and but... great um like technician. Yeah, yeah, he knows how to progress technology at the time. His imagination is wild, like world building. Yeah, like the story of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Take away the acting. Look at the story. The story is great. Yeah, especially if you look at it objectively, you're like man, this this actually really is a very compelling story. It's imaginative. Yeah, it's right. just bogged down by some poor acting especially in episode two episode two yeah. in particular which thank goodness hayden christensen stepped up the acting for episode three yeah but he's coming back in he's coming uh, back. episode lb1 kenobi series I'm, I'm curious on how he's gonna play i think it's gonna be only vader in suit and maybe vader without the mask but nothing else i'm, I'm um, leaning towards because I, I don't think you bring hayden christensen back just to do vader I think there's going to be What flash- else is he going to do? I think, I think he's going to do flashbacks to the Clone Wars. Oh, he shouldn't. I don't know. Well, Caden Christensen doesn't look that much older. Neither does no. Ewan McGregor. No, Ewan McGregor, it works perfectly. But yeah. So yeah I think um, there's going to be this I story. I'm not fans of flashback in the Star Wars But so I think we need it. Do you know where they say in A New Hope where it's like, like he was a good friend? Mm-hmm. You get that in the show, the Clone Wars, but you don't really get it in the movies. In the movies, yeah. So I think we're going to... Maybe gonna- in some bit in episode three. Three. definitely get, more in episode three yeah, you get that feel but yeah i think we're gonna get some flashbacks and we're gonna see anakin and then we're gonna see him like maybe in the suit and then maybe like with the helmet off where he's like all, yeah like, in, the t- in the back to tank or in the tanks yeah and i think it's that's gonna be it's gonna be the vader and the the anakin and that's gonna be the story and we're gonna have like these flashbacks that will reinforce the present day story i can't wait for this show it's gonna be so good and it's directed by deborah chow who went yeah. to mcgill went to mcgill it's true yeah if i had to guess your like top two i would say i'll try i, I would put scorsese there i think you do like scorsese yeah so i would say he's in the top he's two probably well. my favorite director oh yeah top one okay. yeah so scorsese because for sure. like sort of like tarantino like everything he does he's got like a visual style yeah like narrative style is narrative style works. too yeah. uh it's, everything is a little over the top but in like the right way the right way there's a lot of splicing a lot of quick cuts um 
his characters are all generally speaking extremely flawed mm-hmm. like they're usually anti-heroes anti- not even yeah. anti-heroes usually they should be antagonists yeah. but he makes yeah. them protagonists of their own story mm-hmm. uh he often deals with corruption violence he digs into these elements that we shouldn't really be dabbling with yeah. and he brings it to the forefront he's like i'm gonna go into the sewer mm-hmm. bring out all these like these bad things and we're gonna make this compelling narrative about them and at the same time i'm gonna use like visual storytelling yeah. to, to do it like goodfellas like like what a masterpiece that the the departed that's this interesting study of corruption it's a remake technically too yeah. um the irishman was four hours of just acting <laughs> i didn't i didn't like it as much as you did i i there's a i think the the second half is awesome first half took a while to take i off. think once you get to pacino once you the get movie to pacino like the movie gets better yeah, i would agree um, with that um and your other i think i would i would guess i would put my money maybe you'll choose a coin brothers like, no actually no okay. i'm v- i'm very partial on coin brothers they're either amazing or i can't stand them <laughs> It depends on the movie, but they didn't do many movies that really are bad. Like maybe it's not your, it's not. It sounds like a cup of tea kind of thing. No, but it's not. You, you can't, you can't classify them as bad films. Not bad movies. That's why I'm like, it didn't films. do it for yeah. me at the time. Like with Cohen, like I really like No Country for Old Men, but I find all of the Tommy Lee scenes to be like, it they drags the movie anywhere, down. Yeah. It drags the movie. I, I, rec- really, I really, I really like Burn After Reading. Yeah, Burn After Reading is really fun. Yeah, really I fun really film. enjoy that one. Brad Pitt in that movie. True Grit, the new True Grit. See, with, I really like. I didn't like it. it. You didn't like it. I didn't no. like it. Maybe it's because I was reading it at the time for school, but I didn't do it. For I, I know me. I did the Jeff Bridges as uh, the the sheriff. The boys. I'm trying to think of my favorite director of all time. There's. It's a lot of options. It's a lot of options. We need to choose one. I know. And again, like top director of all time, like maybe. Well, I've already picked Scorsese as my top director of all time. So who would be number two? Ah, it's so hard to pick. So, you know what? I'm gonna go a little unconventional, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll shift, maybe I'll put this as number yeah, five. Because we don't want to be like too mass too too massive. Yeah. Uh, so like I'm gonna I'm gonna something. shift this around a bit. So yeah. everything is gonna go down one. My number five, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, what did he direct? Spirited okay. Away. Yeah, yeah. Princess Mononoke. Okay. Yeah, 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 totally. He's, good, he does animation. Yeah, he does. But he's got a style. Yes. Like, you put on a Miyazaki movie, and you know it's a movie. He does Japanese animation, mm-hmm. but it's not... I wouldn't say it's not anime. Yeah. He has such an imagination spirited away is maybe one of the best animation movies of all time yeah still to this day so you need to watch it if you haven't uh, it's been a while since i've watched it so i but watch it's, it again. it's one of those things where you watch and you're like how did someone think of all this yeah. like where does this come from because not only does he have the story but he has the visuals that mm-hmm. go with it yeah. and then he's animating all of it at the same time so like you watch a miyazaki movie and you finish the movie and you're like i just had an experience you don't just turn it off and go like that was fun you turn it off and you you start just thinking about everything you're like wow like someone thought about this and what does this all mean and quite often it has to do with like nature and life and death and you're like man this guy's taking me on like a like an emotional journey yeah so his his works are they hit you right in the feels it's true yeah. okay so that would be your choice for number five yeah if you have to redo your, your yeah movie. so that would be five and then everything else going down in four three and two just bring it down one okay yeah. interesting all right i like it thank like you your, no but it's good i mean because i went with really 
I would say well, directors that are well known. I could have picked a few directors that are more. I mean, they their work are less appreciated, or you don't. I could have gone like with guys like Wes Anderson. I love yes. a lot of what they did. I, it's the same I thing with um the Coen Brothers. Yeah. I I like Wes Anderson, but maybe not all the time. Like I I love the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, it's but, supposed, I think it still ranks as one his best film. Yeah, but what was like, the other one there? Um, with the camp. With the Boy Scouts kind of oh, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, it was okay. It was yeah. fun. Well, it's a yeah. fun. It's a fun. Good, good, good vibe. I watched His Isle new... of Dogs recently. Yeah. Really, really impressive. Yeah, I was surprised by it. I'm very intrigued by this upcoming movie, though. With uh, the ridiculously yeah, long yeah, title, the, um, the, the French, French journalism. journalism of but yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, there's a lot of actors. That, in it. Chalamet that looks movie. sort of like a spiritual sequel to Grand Budapest to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued about that. Um, there's, there's a lot of directors out there in general. Like I, I quite like Ridley Scott as well, but I wouldn't put him in my top five. Yeah, personally. because again, like his masterpieces are like yeah. less in numbers compared to the other movies that yeah. are not so good. But same yeah. same argument for Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Snatch and Lockstock. Snatch is probably my favorite movie, but Guy Ritchie didn't make it into my top five. Guy Ritchie, I what the the first one he did is that two barrels, locked, yeah, lock stock okay. and two spoken barrels. I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I, I did like it. It's really smaller scale compared to. to it feels like it was made ones. for like a few bucks. Yeah, but the, the the last few scenes, I mean, the second half is awesome. Um, Great dialogue. I know you didn't like the gentleman. I really like the gentleman, and even I like Charlie Ruffin Charlie Hunnam in that movie. Charlie, Charlie Hunnam was great was in the gentleman. But Charlie Hunnam outdid Matthew McConaughey. If you want to get Noi. <laughs> yeah, if I, if he was the main character, I think I probably would have preferred it a bit more. <laughs> listen to some Barry White uh, when mm-hmm. you have your fingers in the missus. Like, like what, what, me? Am I listening to Barry White with like <laughs> with <laughs> no. my finger in my missus? Hunnam was, Hunnam was great in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's done a lot of not particularly good movies no, too he did aladdin he did what else did he do that was not so good well we saw men from uncle which was okay that's a three on five for me three of five okay movie. i really liked sherlock holmes but i didn't like the sequel i liked both i yeah. did i did like both I, yeah i really liked the first but one second but one was good as well yeah, second one like mm, didn't really do it for me uh he's got some more like more obscure movies like revolver I haven't watched for a while. Yeah, it has uh, Jason Statham and I think Andre 3000. Mm, boy. Yeah. Rock and Roll Out was good. I like Rock and Roll Out. Yeah, yeah, I like Rock yeah, and Roll Out as I well. I quite like it. And it's a shame that there was never the follow-up, the, no, the real yeah, Rock yeah, and Roll Out. Yeah. I think that movie, I, I like Rock and Roll way more than Gentlemen. As soon as I watched Gentlemen, I needed to watch Rock and Roll to sort of like get that cleanser. Yeah. I really liked Wrath of Man. As we, as we know, we yeah, talked yeah. about that. I haven't that rewatched it entarely, but I need to. But I, re- yes, I rewatched it. You did? Yeah, yeah. I still love it. As, as you, know what, you know what I didn't like about it as much the second time? What? The audio. When Too loud, s- right? When we saw it in cinema, those gunshots were thundering. Yeah. And watching it on your TV, it's less. It's, intense, less, yeah. it's less intense. But we're watching it in the theater. I'm like, like someone's getting shot in the cinema next door. Like, as terrifying as it is to say that out loud, because things like that have happened, it was so thunderous. Yeah. I need to rewatch it again because I thought that the ending, as good as it is, was real brutal. Like everybody was pretty much killed except Jason Statham. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, but it like, um, what's his name again? The actor from Pearl Harbor who's in this. Um, uh, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's character was kind of, 
had a big role in this, like was secondary, but yeah, he didn't like, have, he had yeah, the if fun... you took him out of the movie, nothing changed. No, but he, it, it is exactly what happens. Like they take him out so easily, but I'm yeah. just like, that's it. That's okay, it. So then, okay, that's it. He's You're just like, gone. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> but Bye. all the others as well. Like everybody's get dispatched so quickly yeah. and unpassionately. Just like no, they're done. Yeah, it's they're, they're killed. It's that's cold. It. It's ruthless. Yeah. But I think that's maybe what I, I misunderstood, like because I'm not used to like characters just being dispatched so easily. Yeah. Usually, like in Gary movies, there's a narration explaining like why that character mm-hmm. was killed. But now you just no no he just he's died. Yeah. Rapid he died. Man felt that's more it. like a Michael Mann movie. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Which like, there's Michael Mann, yeah. a great director, top ten. Five, top, no. yeah, ten, ten, but maybe for top me ten. Yeah, I need to. There's a lot of like maybe like, for me like what his best movie, Heat, Heat collateral, or collateral, like his best two movies, Miami Vice. Nah, I need to rewatch it. It's I think that is a criminally underappreciated movie. I think a lot of people give it a bad rap. The Insider with Hal Pacino, yeah. Russell Crowe, not bad. Uh, other films, but yeah, yeah and he's had a dud. Movies. He hasn't done anything since Black Hat. I think it was his only true dud. Black, yeah, Black Hat was not good. It was not good, yeah. and he hasn't done anything since no I th- I think he had he, that hbo show but it got canceled yeah and then he's been i think he's t- retired maybe he's been gone yeah <laughs> but i hope he doesn't retire he's yeah he's michael a good man. filmmaker yeah michael mann is one of those directors who really pushed digital photography mm. especially with collateral with the, the filming at night he's one of the early directors to use digital night photography and it's that's true. where the movie yeah, looks yeah, the yeah. way it does yeah yeah and also sound like uh-huh. his the gunshots in Michael Mann movies are, for once, realistic because you're like, okay, well, this is he, how... In Heat, I think that what they did is, like, on the shoot, it's not real, but they went to, like, a location, shot real guns, recorded and it. And then just recorded it. And just, re- yeah. like, dubbed it, essentially. Like, yeah. just put that audio on top of the recording that they did for Heat. Um, Public Enemies is another really good one from Michael Mann. It was, yeah, it was less, wasn't not received as well, but yeah. with, yeah, the Johnny Depp film. Perhaps one of his best uh, acting lead as, as a leading man? Uh, maybe. It's up there. Maybe it's up there. It's up there. So I think that the last question I have for you, like we discuss like directors. So you can select, you can choose movies based on directors for sure. But mm-hmm. you choose movies also based on actors like starring in Sometimes. Films. For and which actors would you do so? It's not so much I choose a movie based on the actor, but I'll watch a movie and I really appreciate a particular actor. One that comes to mind, it's so lame to say it, but I love Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, he like, did a couple of good films recently. So if Brad Pitt plays in it, that's like... Okay, usually it's like nice. a plus for me. Like yeah. if it's a Brad Pitt movie, I'm, I'm usually like... I would I like to see Brad Pitt movies, mm. even if he's like the the and Brad Pitt on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it usually brings something, and he's an incredibly versatile actor. Mm-hmm. He can do like historical epics, well, not even historical. He can do fantastical epics, like like Troy, where he puts on the the suit and armor and everything. But he'll also be in Ocean to Love, where he reads the the comedic support. Yeah. Easiest shoot he ever did, I think. Ocean's Eleven. I think he, when he, he he was interviewed by like a Howard Stern of this world, I think he said like, "No, Ocean's Eleven is maybe the, the easiest thing I've yeah. done." <laughs> and arguably, I would say perhaps one of his most iconic characters, Rusty Ryan. Rusty Ryan, yeah. He he plays the comedy so well. Like Brad Pitt's he comedy eats all the time in this. He eats all the time. I think Brad Pitt's comedy <laughs> in that movie is gold. He doesn't even try to be funny, and he's funny. He is, yeah. Yeah, they're just like, driving away after meeting him in the ocean. They're leaving the, the poker game, and they go, 
Like you look bored. I am, I am bored. bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, he's not even trying to be funny. It's not it's even funny. trying. Like they're they're looking for guys, and I think once like Danny Ocean, like George Clooney, yeah. ask him like, what about ma- this guy is like, yeah, oh no, he's he, dead. Like yeah, you sent flowers, dated his wife for a while, yeah. and he's <laughs> like, like lying on the counter, and he goes, well, "That's ten. He doesn't say a word. Yeah, he's, he's just lying. Just lying, lying, lying you like think there. we need ten? You think you we need, need ten? Yeah. Okay, we'll go get ten. And he's yeah. just lying there the whole time, yeah. like, unreacting. You don't have to tell jokes to be no, funny. No, no, and I think Brad like... Pitt's comedic timing mm-hmm. is great. Um, yeah, so that, that's one of the ones that comes to mind off the top of my head. Yeah, but even the Tarantino movies, even in Inglourious Bastards and like... Yeah. Uh, my name's Sid and I'll rain. Yeah, and uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, I mean like when he was maybe accused of, sh- of like killing his wife, just him like on a boat... Like opening Drunk. his beer and fucking like it hits him in the face. It hits him in the face and he's like sitting and you have the harpoon. You don't know what happens. I'm yeah. just like this is funny as hell. It's not supposed to. It's not but supposed it's to really, be. It's really funny. Same <laughs> with the, um, the the end scene of Hollywood. He's like completely butchering the oh, the, the man's hell. He's on but acid. But he's on acid. Like, yeah, yeah, when he's on acid and he just goes like. And he, he starts yeah. freaking out with his laughing. And he has a knife like on his leg. He's just like, oh, there it is. And he's okay, just like, oh, shit. Yeah, and he's just like, sort of like, like dabbles yeah. with it a little bit. <laughs> like, it's it's not supposed to. Like, it shouldn't be funny, but he yeah. makes it funny. So usually Brad Pitt's a win for me. Yeah. And like I say, he can also do dramas quite well. But um, even in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that's not one of his best films, but he was so funny at that yeah. film. Like, just like when his wife steals all his gun and he's like, Oh. Yeah, he's, he's just a little. Uh, he's just like he's just a little pissed, like he's just, just a little, like, like yeah, he like there's a little like. Yeah. <laughs> Same with um, oh, I just had a moment in my head, but it, it, as soon as you said that, it went out of my head. But there was another quick moment like that. Oh, in Ocean's Eleven, yeah. uh, there he's talking with Danny Ocean, and, and he says, uh, "When was the last time you went to Vegas?" And he goes like, uh, "Oh, you want to knock over a casino?" And Danny Ocean puts up three fingers, yeah, and then. Uh, Rusty Ryan, he, he's about to put his drink to his hand, and he just sort of does like a little double take, and he goes, like, like his all his faces, he goes, what? but he doesn't say anything, and it just his reaction, his little like, are you insane? Brief reaction. He's like so cool because he's done pre- that character's done basically anything, like everything in everything. He's yeah. just like not surprised. He's just like, oh. and he's been like minor yeah. characters too, like the the minor character in True Romance. Um, he's like the yeah, bum on yeah, the couch yeah, the bum on the couch yeah yeah, yeah or uh, the hitchhiker in Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. um, like I don't know he's done so much yeah he did no tr- yeah Brad Pitt actually yeah when, when he's in a film you're like you pay attention and you just oh I'm gonna watch it yeah. probably I would go the same way for me I would say Matt Damon Matt yeah. Damon is an outstanding actor he plays in a lot of stuff but usually in the things he plays in he's it's usually a good pick it's always I think he's like a more seasoned actor, so he know what's good and what's not. So I think his most recent films are pretty much all really good. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with Jason Bourne. I was about as to say, did, I so. live with the altar. In yeah. terms of spy action movies, Bourne is up there. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, of I, the core three, like the original three, what's yeah. your favorite? Uh, Ultimatum, I think. Yeah, yeah. The action in Ultimatum is unbelievable. So uh, I like, just I like Supremacy a lot also. Uh, you know think, what's interesting about Supremacy? No. Matt Damon says barely anything in that movie. Oh, barely. I think yeah. he has, I don't know, 10 lines maybe, I think. Yeah. I'm going to say probably closer to 15, 40. Yeah, yeah, 40 well, they're, they're short lines. Yeah, yeah, short he lines. He barely so. speaks in that yeah, movie. Yeah, no, it's true. In Identity, he yeah. speaks a lot. 
I didn't think he speaks a lot because he's, he has a lot of questions. Yeah. He had a lot of questions. <laughs> like, supremacy and ultimatum is like, he knows, but he doesn't want, like, he he knows where he's going. He yeah. doesn't have any questions. He's got a mission, which just, is interesting. Mission. You yeah. make Matt Damon, he's the lead. Yeah. He's the protagonist. No, he's running a lot. He's serious a lot. He shoots a lot. And yeah. he punches a lot, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of performance, it might be one of the better performances of the born character it's not one of his favorites that's what's interesting yeah. i watched a hot ones interview recently um where he like ate spicy wings and he like he had to actually choose his favorite like um his favorite interpretations like favorite play for performances and jason Bourne was not there he, interesting. yeah he took well his most recent film still water is yeah. one of his top so i need to watch it uh, soon he said um Ripley, so talented Mr. Ripley, who really likes I it. Love Good, that movie. Good Will Hunting, yeah. of course. And Rewatched The Good Informant, Stephen ah, Sutherland yes. film. Yeah, I saw is, that in cinemas. Yeah, which is yeah. a funny one because, okay, that movie didn't do too well. It didn't, it was just there for a year and then people forget about it. But yeah. it's, it's also in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Dads are like that. Yeah, exactly. Dads are like that uh yeah so matt damon like it's it's a safe pick usually when you pick yeah. a matt damon film. also the martian <laughs> also the martian yeah. uh, again comedic timing in that movie underappreciated yeah the martian is hilarious yeah so I'm he's gonna, another I'm rover gonna... listening to uh hot stuff yeah yeah he's just like booging because before he was like like disco like yeah how like being alone on mars looks not fun but i would say like reassuring is just like he makes right, the well. best out of a god-awful situation yeah, pretty much yeah. um what else there there's certain actors i see and i'm sort of like i really as them as individuals but when it comes to their movies often i'm like i'm on board tom cruise comes to mind with that yeah yeah even if like in later films like his most recent film is pretty steady it, it doesn't overplay it it's just like an I would say like it's Mission Impossible films. He's not like an, a spectacular actor in them, but he just like he he's more working, especially more on his yeah. on on his physical like abilities and his stunts and whatnot. But Tom Cruise I find is very inconsistent as well. Like Jack Reacher was meh. The first one was good, but yeah, meh, meh. overall. And the Mummy was, was atrocious. Atrocious. I didn't see it because everybody said no. I saw it. In, not I saw it at an early screening of it. As soon as it was done, my girlfriend looks over at me. She's like, so what did it's you think? Bad. And I go, it's, it's good. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, for sure. I hate, I'm, which is a shame because the Brendan Fraser mummy movie yeah. is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love the Brendan Fraser movie. Yeah, yeah. The first one. The first one. The first one. one. Together. The other two, less so. Yeah, they, yeah, they go down as the, the movies go but on. The but the one first good. one, mm -hmm. if we're talking about like adventure movies, it's good. It's Raiders, um, The Last Crusade. Than the mummy. What that high? It's okay. that high. I love the mummy. <laughs> I movie. would rank it like as as in terms of like as, like, like adventure yeah, movies, yeah, like that. as Indiana Jones. But okay, it's interesting. Up yeah. It's up there. I love that mummy. Yeah. Movie. But Tom Cruise, yes. But again, it's just that more and more I have a feeling that what he's doing is he has like a consistent kind of character. Like it's. Yeah. When you think about the Jack Reacher, Ethan Hunt, like even Maverick at some end, like that's coming back, oh, and yeah. like, well, you, he seems to be he's really not, consistent. Yeah, he's not going outside of that box. No, no, it's like it's not keeps, Tropic Thunder. No, he keep no, no, Tropic no. <laughs> Thunder or what else? Like movies like I don't know, Born on the Fourth of yeah, July. Yeah, he, no, he doesn't do dramas anymore. He doesn't, and I'm yeah. surprised as why. Maybe because it's too risky financially for him, because he's a producer in each of his films, but. 
Yeah, he's he's like yeah one note like yeah. in his later films, which are, are still really good. I mean, the the latest Mission Impossible's are fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Who else comes to mind in general? Like Leo. Leo. Yeah, Leo, I forgot yeah. to say Leo, but yeah, Leo for sure. Like when um, I see Leo, which it hurts my soul. I don't. I don't have Apple or Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and I don't really have an interest in it. But Scorsese's next movie is an Apple TV Plus exclusive with Leo. Killers of the okay. Fire Moon with Leo in the lead. And I'm like, oh, come on. It's not just a five bucks that you have I know, to pay for a month. I know, I know. So maybe I'll just turn it on so for it's a month. So it's a movie ticket. Maybe, exactly. So. so maybe I'll turn it on for a month or something yeah, like that. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm like, oh, man, I got to go to Apple. Yeah. And Leo. So, yeah. Leo's yeah, Leo. what, uh, yeah. Leo's a pick as well. Yeah. I would say I watched uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape recently. I haven't watched that movie with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go like, he was really incredibly young in that movie, and you're like, wow, like he's good. Yeah. He's great in that movie. Uh, everything he does, I think. I don't think Leo's really done a bad, bad movie. Film, a, no. Bad movie in terms of like a bad performance. Yeah, but even bad films, not much. I mean, I'm trying to figure out maybe his early, really early films. I haven't but... seen The Beach. Yeah, I haven't seen The Beach, but even The Beach, I think, is supposed to be not bad. Uh, he hasn't done really films that's a good point yeah i watched titanic not too long ago for her the second time in my well, life yeah t- t- titanic is titanic you can't really place it in either boxes or good or bad it's just yeah. it, it's what it's it titanic is. it's titanic um he did body of lies for ridley scott which is not one of his best films but no. still good it's okay yeah it's not it's bad not it's a bad. three star it's on a five three star on five yeah uh but he's done a whole bunch of really good. i'm surprised he got the oscar for the revenant I'll put it out there. Oh, he ate, he ate raw. Is that meat? enough <laughs> to get why. the best actor though? Uh, maybe not, but for, so like for I, eighty eighty year old people by me sitting on the board like of the of like directors yeah. maybe. I was surprised that he movie. got it for the Revenant when Scorsese tailored Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. for him to win best actor. He had what two or three monologues in that movie? Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah he was great. In that was a three-hour... He should have won. For, he should have won for Wall Street. He didn't, yeah. Because that movie was... Jonah Hill was, it was, it was the nominated, Dicaprio. I think. But I think it was nominated. Win. He didn't win. Um, I don't think the Wolf of Wall Street got any wins. Yeah. At least nothing major. Even Greg Gatsby was good in that movie. That movie yeah. was still really good. I still really like Greg I hated Gatsby. the... Well, not hated. I hated is a strong word. I didn't like the directing in that movie. Yeah. Like low Baz cliche Lerman. maybe but still good it was very much style over substance yeah, yeah. and female uh, actress also uh, we try to be inclusive as well um so charlie's theron uh, uh, yeah sure okay i can i can i can get behind that yeah most of her films are pretty decent yeah. like monster say. is terrifying i haven't seen monster but yes i know that yeah. she's supposed to be she won an oscar for monster right so, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Charis unrecognizable Theron. yeah Charlize yeah. Theron Fury Road like mm. she carried that movie yeah um, she's really fun in Italian job as well yeah 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 yeah. she is It's uh, yeah I remember that film it's quite good um, who else I want to say well lately maybe Margot Robbie <laughs> she's doing a lot of good stuff uh, I know I discussed like Suicide Squad and like I didn't yeah, like yeah. her performance that much in, in the movie, but still she's doing some really good stuff. She's doing a lot of artsy stuff. Lots yeah, of late yeah. too. Scarlett Johansson is, is doing some good yeah. movies. Anna Taylor from, Joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's Anna a name Taylor to watch out for. Yeah, this is like really yeah. talented. She's actress. gonna going off of the Charlize Theron, but she's gonna be in the Furiosa. The, the young Mac- Furiosa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. 
Yeah, she, she really came out of nowhere. Like, she was in Peaky Blinders as well. Uh, the, the most she recent... played in Split, I think. That was yeah, her first Split. major role was in Split. Which yeah, she James just sort McAvoy. of came out of nowhere. James McAvoy is another one I mm. really look out to. Really yeah. talented actor. On the yeah. flip side of that, yeah. Fassbender. <laughs> Fassbender, yeah. Fassbender and James McAvoy, the two leads of X-Men. Yeah. Really good actors. Really I, I adore Days of Future Past. Yeah. Like, what a movie. Uh, I prefer First Class, I think, the Days of Future Past. But Days of Future Past is really good. Like, I like the connection that he has with his older self. Like, then when he's talking, like, to yeah. Patrick Stewart, like, in a wheelchair, I'm just like, no, this is good stuff. Yeah. But um, James Blackmore, Michael Fassbender. Um, they, well, I mean, I was thinking about, like, um, we were talking about James Bond earlier. Daniel Craig, I think, now, in a way, is, like... Knives Out would really like that Knives movie, out really good. but I think that I do I do keep an eye open for Daniel Craig now, and even the old James Bond, since I like it so much, like Pierce Brosnan, um, well, not all his films, because he's, he has weird choices sometimes, he doesn't go, do all, <laughs> I think, he, he has a lot of B-movies in his, in, yeah. his, uh, in his repertoire. In terms of actors as well, because you mentioned Knives Out, uh, Anna de Armas from yeah. Knives Out. She was also in a Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes, and she's, she's going to be in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so she's been. She just seemingly came out of nowhere as well. She was in yeah. uh, War Dogs mm-hmm. with uh, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller, mm-hmm. and she's been doing a lot of good content as of lately as well. So another actress yeah. to keep an eye out. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Armas, and maybe it'll come out later. But there's a couple of good ones. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Jessica Chastain. Great she's got actress. a movie coming out. I saw the trailer for it when I saw yeah, Roadrunner. With uh, Andrew, uh, yeah, Andrew with Andrew Garfield. Garfield yeah, and she has the, all the prosthetics and the makeup yeah, on. And I was watching the like trailer. I'm like, fanatic, yeah. I was like, this actress looks familiar. Because I didn't recognize her at mm-hmm. first. And then like, partway through the trailer, maybe like I made it in. I was like, it's going to be Jessica Chastain, isn't it? And then like the name started rolling. And I said Jessica Chastain. I'm like, yes, I called it. She's really good. Really good actress. Uh, good looking yeah. as well. I find her she was really good. good. <laughs> you know, it's a good movie because we're, we're talking about like, good actors and actresses. And it's a... For me, it's not per se the performance, but it's the movie itself that I feel is underappreciated. Lawless. Lawless with Tom Hardy and uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's in that as well, as is Jason Clark. Where did Jason Clark go? Hey, it's been a while since we've seen him. He, yeah. yeah. He was everywhere for he was a while. A good, he was a good good actor. He was yeah. a lead in Dawn of the Planet of the and Apes. Zero, zero Dark, Dark 30. Dark 30. Which is outstanding yeah. film also like, with Jessica film, Chastain in, in, in women filmmakers I think that um, Catherine Bigelow Ka- yeah Catherine Bl- Bigelow is up there for sure you I see Detroit she... no I need to I think really good it's really good it's really good yeah I yeah. haven't watched it but um, John Boyega just... is really good in that movie well, good for him because no, no. he's <laughs> he had a bad rap after after Star Wars but, but he, he, yeah, was, he was he's a really good, good. but all the acting in that movie was outstanding and I feel like none of the people saw Detroit yeah I know same same yeah. here so okay. I it was one of those movies where you watch it I'm like that was good it's intense yeah it's really intense you watch the movie and you're like god i need i need to take a breather yeah. i feel like that's most of catherine bigelow's movies though like hurt locker onwards at least yeah hey man i have some bad news we have to wrap this up it's been over an hour almost 15 minutes but it's a sh- such a good Goodness. discussion we love i love it yeah. I, I i hate to cut it short yeah but it's, uh, yeah it's guess we'll have to cut that up we'll, we'll try to do these kinds of conversations more, more often. often yeah some maybe some like every yeah. i don't know we'll, we'll skip every four, four episodes, episodes. Yeah, that's exactly. what i was thinking yeah, yeah we can just sort of like that. shoot the shit a little bit more and be more so what did you look as we close off as we're closing the name your overall thoughts on these Bushmills? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, no, really good. Um, uh, I, I like it. I still really like it. I'm going to buy a bottle eventually. But it's 
I think you know what you you got me there. I think I I do prefer it to the normal Jameson, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go okay. with Bushmills. Yeah, I definitely prefer side. it more to the the regular vanilla Jameson as well. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna at least I will be bringing out a Jameson Select Reserve, and maybe not the next episode, but in, in, a, in a future episode where we have a guest for a yeah. special occasion. Yeah. Uh, for me next time I'll check well it all depends if we do it like like together in the same room or we do it like live uh, but hmm I think I'll go like I, we've tried bourbons but I want to make you try a good bourbon yeah. so either that or I'll go with another Canadian whiskey so yeah. like, I, I definitely want to try a bourbon I'll do one of these whiskeys over here I'm also going to bring out some rum in a future episode oh, as well okay. so I'm thinking about bringing out maybe like an Eldorado 12 because mm-hmm. I feel like that rum is a, very similar to a whiskey and we're also toying with the idea maybe for october maybe doing a beer special yes for Oktoberfest. Yep. yeah we'll so, do a beer special for sure yeah and maybe not next episode but maybe in two episodes if all goes well we'll have a guest with yeah. us so, so we're, we're gonna, gonna work discuss, on that yeah. and we'll we'll bring out the a special episode where we only talk about one particular thing we've been teasing this yeah two episodes in a row now we hope we can deliver <laughs> but on it's it. gonna be it's gonna be like uh I want to say after October 8th for sure because the movie in question we're not going to mention it we're going to keep it a secret but it comes out October 8th so it's so I wonder be, what that could be then <laughs> yeah I wonder what that could be but that's going to be a little a little after like the week after or something like that for sure but we're yeah. going to go do a complete review or maybe an episode right before when we just like prime the yeah. audience for the review we're going to do after so it's going to be early October-ish yeah by the time it comes out like by the time we record and yeah. edit and everything it's probably going to be early mid-october when we have that one in yes. mind yeah 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 we're and gonna have our good friend alex callard with us hopefully, hopefully. he still hasn't confirmed with us well, so. we, he will he will and so. uh, yeah we'll have an entire episode on this because we're both really good fans so it's gonna be fun it's yeah. gonna be fun so thanks for coming over fred and thanks for having me and like i said if you want to check out more content where do we go fred we go on screen hub entertainment uh, blog and uh, am I missing something? Well, uh, yeah, that's the name. Well, of the thing. yeah, we'll we go on Screen Hub Entertainment uh, mm-hmm. blog for more reviews and things we've discussed. And either both Sean and I we have reviews up there, so if you want to get a sense of what we actually appreciate in terms of uh, movies and TV, go read our stuff. Yeah. And am I missing something? I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone. That was thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Do yeah. that thing. That do the thing that everyone yeah. starts their episodes with. And I mean. We'll have some news about the show soon. Like where we want to grow, we want to expand our operations a little more. So yeah. we'll there might have... be some changes coming too. Yeah, some some minor changes, but still important for us to communicate. So we'll we'll do that in the next few episodes. But uh, until then, until then, keep drinking, Trump. Cheers, <laughs> cheers, man. Drink responsibly. Yes, drink responsibly. Bye bye. Bye.